I want to go to our phone lines. You guys are familiar with the voice of our next guest, Rita Cosby, host of the Rita Cosby Show, heard every weeknight starting at 9 p.m. to 11. Good morning. Good morning, Rita. How are you? Good morning. And by the way, that sounds like a good deal with those mimosas thrown in there. So uh, I'm glad to be with you here this morning, Ben. <laughs> it's good to talk to you. Of course, you can find out more at RitaCosby.com. Also, you can check out more at her Twitter. You can see that at Rita Cosby. So, of course, the State of the Union earlier this week, a whole list of lies. That was Tuesday, though. We're looking forward to the future, and we could go through a list of those. But, Rita, the lies have not stopped since Tuesday. And the biggest lie right now is that Republicans want to slash Social Security. He sits down, the president, with PBS for an interview and repeats the lie. Take a listen and cut two. I know that a lot of Republicans, their dream is to cut Social Security and Medicare. Well, let me say this. If that's your dream, I'm your nightmare. I guess that was a speech before the interview with PBS. But, I mean, Rita, it's just insanity, this lie that's coming from where? Yeah, I think if he, he feels like if he tells it over and over again, and you just had Bill O'Reilly on, and Bill, I think, so eloquently described how everything is like throwing it out there, like even his talk about inflation, even his talk on how he said he cut gas prices. It was so much cheaper when he took office, thanks to the good policies of President Trump. And yet, yeah, he did bring him down from the $5 that it was under President Biden, but it's still so much higher. So everything is sort of a facade, and he's hoping at some point somebody buys it. Um, you know, it's amazing to me, in addition to all that, too, is the lines that he keeps saying about China, too, on national security and international security, Ben, I am so concerned on the fact that he keeps minimizing it. He minimized it in that PBS interview with Judy Woodruff. He just minimized it also yesterday when he did an interview with Telemundo. And he said, oh, it's not a major breach. It's not a problem. His naivete about the economy and his naivete is just downright uh, so concerning and so dangerous when it comes to foreign policy. And to me, it is I just think it's scary. And I don't think he convinced any Democrats, and he certainly didn't convince any Republicans with his State of the Union address. Yeah, he's not convincing the American people either. I mean, the polls are just terrible, right? It's like he's telling them your eyes are lying to yourself when you're going to the grocery store and you're paying like nine bucks for a carton of eggs. It's ridiculous. But speaking about minimalizing, you mentioned that he's downplaying everything. He's also playing, Rita, those polls that spell bad news for the president. Take a listen and cut three. The polls don't matter anymore. You got to make, what, 40, 50 calls and on a cell phone to get someone to answer a poll? Even the pollsters, you talk to them, ask them what they think about this certain look. So you don't think it's your policy? Oh, I know the policy. By the way, if you ask the same thing, do they support the uh, rebuilding infrastructure in America? Overwhelmingly, they support it. Ask anybody. If you could just decipher what he's saying there, uh, I guess Americans <laughs> love him. But the polls, Rita, aren't looking great for this administration. Oh, the polls are pathetic, Ben. I mean, I have covered many presidents in my tenure. You know, I've senior correspondent for Fox News in Washington in the 90s. So I have covered so many presidents and many State of the Unions through my career. And that was an incredible performance. And for him to come out and say, oh, the polls don't matter. Believe me, if the polls were good for him, he'd be touting them left and right. And the latest poll 
is 37 percent, and that includes Democrats. That's predominantly Democrats in one of those polls, says that they want him to run again. And yet, I think he's going to use that address. I think he thinks that he's ready to run again. My sense from hearing that State of the Union address, Ben, as incredible as you and I and all our great listeners, we're all kind of shaking our heads. I think he's using that for his re-election, sort of his warm-up. I think he's going to announce soon. And the reason is because he was telling all those tall tales. And also, he was vilifying police. Um, he took so many different swipes in there, also took a swipe uh, equating the crazy attacker of Paul Pelosi to those who are supporting President Trump. So, I mean, clearly, he is going back into campaign mode. And I think he's going to announce very soon that he's going to run for re-election, despite the fact that even Democrats don't want him again. So I think it's going to be a crazy next two years on the campaign trail. And I think what we heard just now is what we're going to hear again over and over again. And he's hoping somebody out there buys it. Mm. Definitely interesting to watch. Um, Let's flip to the Republican side real quick. Want to get your take on this reaction by Ron DeSantis weighing in on a recent attack from former President Donald Trump. Take a listen to this um, cut, Josh. It's the very last one on our cut list where DeSantis and Trump, oh, learning we don't have that, but this coming back and forth, this going back and forth read up between President Trump and DeSantis is standing, oh, we do have it. Take a listen. That you, some were insinuating that you so here, here's what I'd say about all that. I get, I get, I get you guys want the controversy. How would your proposed legislation against defamation address those posts uh, that could be considered damage? Well, if you think when we did the defamation panel yesterday, I made the point, look, I have a platform. It's different for me because I can fight back and people just know I face uh, defamatory stuff every single day I've been governor. That's just the nature of it. But I have a platform to fight back. A lot of these other people that are more little, they don't necessarily have a platform uh, to fight back. And so in terms of our reforms, I really want to empower them more so than people that occupy high positions like me. It just goes with the territory. You've got to have a thick skin. It's also just practically speaking, uh, I would not take time out of being governor to be fighting lawsuits. It's just not, not practical in terms of what we're doing. And I'd also just say this. I spend my time delivering results for the people of Florida and fighting against Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. So he hasn't jumped into the race yet. Lots of speculation that he could, according to some officials within the campaign. How do you see this playing out? And what's the proper playbook with Republicans jumping into this race with the former president? Well, I think it's clearly a sign. Uh, obviously, President Trump is trying to do some early attacks on, you know, on DeSantis. There's no question about it. It's interesting. There was a new poll, by the way, Ben. I don't know if you saw it. It just came out recently that actually showed that if Nikki Haley gets into the race, which she's expected to do next week, of course, former South Carolina governor, that it helps Trump and it takes away from DeSantis. 
Um, so that's kind of interesting. So maybe a crowded field is going to help President Trump. Um, I think also, obviously, if he stands by himself, it's certainly going to help President Trump. Either way, whoever gets in the hopper with President Trump, uh, get ready and buckle your seatbelts. Um, he did, by the way, um, a great interview um, just recently, as you know, with Todd Starnes there at the Great Mighty 990. And I had Todd on my show, actually, last night. And he sounds like he's in it to win it. I'm talking about President Trump. He's ready to fight. He can make a huge stark contrast to how America was under him versus now as we look at what's happening in the country and also on foreign policy, so many different levels with Biden, as we're just talking about the hogwash that we heard in the State of the Union. So it, there's a lot of things that President Trump can ride on now in his campaign, and he's definitely going to pull his sleeves up and fight whoever gets in the helper, whether it's a Nikki Haley, whether it's a DeSantis. I think um, from a strategy standpoint, I think DeSantis is doing the right strategy right now um, in terms of just not, you know, not responding to Trump, not responding to criticism in general, just kind of going forward, staying focused on his job as Florida uh, governor. And I think I think there's a good chance he will hop in. Um, it'll certainly be interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see how he handles at that point and also how Trump handles him. Um, we'll see. I just I think either way, we are going to have an unbelievably contentious primary on the GOP side. And there might even be some Democrats who challenge President Biden for what we talked about. It is going to be, I think, a fascinating campaign season. And I think it's going to really get in full swing in the next few weeks, because I think if Nikki Haley jumps in, as we expect, in a matter of days, I think we're going to see potentially even on the GOP side, uh, we may see a Pompeo, we may see a Pence. Um, there's so many other names that are in the hopper. We might even see a Chris Christie, who's been taking swipes back and forth. Um, so, But I still think President Trump is gearing up. He's already said on the DeSantis side, um, I mean, he already threw a salvo. I don't know if you heard that, remember, a couple weeks ago where he said, uh, I know some things about him that only, uh, you know, his wife and a few other people know. So uh, he's going to throw everything at him, just like he did in 2016 when he had a crowded field. Yeah, it's going to be nasty to watch. It's going to be interesting to listen to, and that's why our great listeners love listening to the Rita Cosby Show, and we're talking to the host, Rita Cosby herself, this morning. Appreciate you spending the morning with us in Memphis. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Ben. I love you guys. I love Memphis. as one of my favorite cities in the world, and I am always so honored to be on the Mighty 990, and how great to be with you this morning. And everybody, make sure you tune in tonight. We're going to be talking about this and the, more on the Chinese spy balloon. we got another action-packed show starting at 9 p.m. right there on the Mighty 990. All right. Thanks, Rita. All right, 9 p.m. to 11. Don't miss it. Heard every weeknight.